Hello, this is Liska, and Gabby's not here. It's just me letting you know this is the second half of the episode we recorded on Scam France Season 6. We hope you enjoy the rest of the discussion. Bye! Then we get to episode 6. Lola is going through mom's things, and Daphne at first, like, balks at it. Lola freaks out again. She's done the wrong thing. But then they start going through it together. They find mom's old camera. And there they find like a picture of mom thorn. And this is one of those like jumps in logic that mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to have to buy it for the story where she's like, do you think the other half of that picture is your bio dot? And they're like, yeah, totally. Probably. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know where we got this from, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Or why she kept that half of her. You when yeah. she threw away the other half. All right. This yeah, is not ahead. the parent trap, guys. <laughs> and in fact, in the parent trap, it would be the other way. Right. Like, having the other picture. Yeah. See, like at this one, I kind of went through it a little bit faster. I'm like, we continue with the whole Daphne is not eating. Mm -hmm. uh, and this time, Lola goes to tell Tiff that she's deleting the, that it was her uh, that hacked it and she's deleting it and to just like freaking move on. This is like a little bit of like a plot kind of like just getting through stuff episode. I didn't yeah, feel like exactly, I had a lot for of... sure. For sure. For sure. Then we've got like, she hangs out with Lamif, but Maya's not there because Maya's going on a date. This is where Max and Lola get like their one scene to talk. Mm -hmm. And he sort of admits, this is where, actually, this is where we get like, Maya's falling in love with you. And yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Can we recap the scenes they've had together? They hung out and, okay, they had a good time in, in community service. And then they went on one expedition and that, I mean the party and that okay they had the party and the expedition and those were good then she like is a total mess and is like kind of mean to her for two scenes like, like and then they hung out again and they apologize and it's nice but yeah then, but it's yeah. not like they're in love yeah anyway yeah I was like what if she finds the camera a little bit earlier and then we do something with the camera like I don't know anyway but, right right yes. right and it's so funny because like I like Max and I like this Max scene and it's totally real to me but then like pe apparently people in like season the next season when it's Tiff and Tiff and like Max are hanging out all the time. People are like, how could he do this to his friend Lola? And I'm like, is Lola his friend? Like yeah. he's known her for like three months. Also like people, you know, friend groups morph and shift and you know, like it, it's not that unusual to, I don't know. Yeah. And then this is like, where like Lola then deliberately is trying to find whether or not Daphne is like binge eating or whatever. So she goes into a room and finds all the stuff. Daphne freaks out on her. And like, I think we might've already passed it, but I think one of the times that that's because they apologize so much to each other. I think one of the times that Daphne and Lola apologize to each other, Lola's like, I get why you told the, our parents about me. I would have done the same thing. But then now that here she is doing the same thing. And then Daphne is also acting insane about it. Yes. It was a little hard to track. It was a little hard. To, I didn't dislike the story but it was a little hard to track where Daphne was coming from. I completely agree. There's something that's like a great idea, but it's underdeveloped. Yeah. This, this idea of Daphne now behaving the way Lola did. And in a, I think in the next episode, Basil confronts Lola about Daphne's possibly being anorexic or bulimic. I can't remember. And Lola is like, no, she's not. Stay the fuck out of it. Even though she completely knows she is. She knows for a fact she found a barf bag. Because I think Lola's two modes at this point are either I get to deal with it by myself and no one can help me or we get to deal with it as a family and no one can deal with it. Completely. I actually loved that moment of her saying that to Basil. I think it's super real and like yeah, super in sure. character. It's like, 
it's me and Daphne against the world. So like, yeah. she, she's like letting a little bit more people in. Yes. That, that whole people means two people. She and her sister. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's her whole world. But it doesn't, it, it like just isn't quite developed enough, I don't think. And this is where that relationship, that sister relationship to me is a little like tenuous. Not that I don't think it's possible or don't, you know, it's not like I don't, I don't think it's real. It just wasn't presented in a very clear way or something. But yeah, definitely this is an episode of just setting up things. So Lola goes to the video store. Elliot is like, want to be in my film? And she's like, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm so unclear about how long this film is because that script looked really long, but it seems like- He it's hands only- her like a novel. <laughs> like a- <laughs> And then they felt, and then they only film like Friday and Saturday, which fine, you could totally do a short in like Friday and Saturday, a but then- film, we're ta- Yeah. Yeah. But so not anyway. like a 200 page script. No, and no. also that script won't end up looking like that short. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> And then that's where kind of Lucas apologizes. But I think this is where he says the really mean thing that I referred to earlier. Yes, it is. Yeah. I did like the little detail that Lola is now officially part of La Mif. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, look at you guys. And th- that's where she actually gets invited to them on Friday, I think. And we have another sort of little movie night moment with Daphne and Lola. Blah, 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 blah. And I think she confides in Daphne, look, this one time I wanted to get fucked up, but instead I went to the video store. So I think she's trying to show her sister, I am trying, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was like a nice moment. And that she meets, Lola meets Lamif out. Uh, and that's where Maya comes with her new girlfriend, Charlotte. And okay, here's my thing. I feel like when at first everyone is sitting, everyone is being perfectly nice. But then when they get up, everyone's like, Lola, why are you acting crazy? And I'm like, I thought she was acting perfectly, like not super friendly, but not like. I thought they were commenting on Maya and Charlotte or something. I agree. I didn't follow the the conversation there. I thought they were commenting on Charlotte and not liking Charlotte. Yes, definitely they comment that too. But I feel like everyone's like, I get actually no. What I mean is later when Maya's like, "Why were you acting so weird?" and I'm like, "I don't know. I think she was acting." fine just like every one of your other friends exactly that's what i meant yeah Yeah, you're right they're commenting on charlotte at the moment then she goes out for uh smoke and charlotte comes to you to be like what's up with you and my girlfriend Uh uh-huh and then smartly i think maya immediately comes after them and kind of is like okay what's happening here (laughs) and it's like what's your problem then lola tries to kiss her maya's like again what's your problem and then lola's like my problem is that i like you and it's more than that but uh-huh, there's, but there's that's a, the gist of it yeah that's the gist of it yeah and so yeah there's like that dramatic moment which, which maya just sort of walks away from like exactly. she's like i'm not ready for this yeah yeah exactly you're still a hot mess but yeah even then like yeah maya i feel like is like you've been acting weird all night and i'm like I don't know. She was like perfectly, <laughs> perfectly nice to yeah, in this uncomfortable. Seems- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She seems perfectly fine. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so I agree. episode seven also is a really short one. I feel like the beginning of the season is really strong. The mid, I'm just like kind of going through the motions. And then like the end, you're like, so much is happening. Yes. Too much. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Episode seven. I think this is where the battle thing is when he is. Yes. Trying that's to it. Tell- yeah. Yeah, trying to tell Daphne or trying to tell Lola about Daphne not eating, and Lola's like, "No, shuts it down." Yeah, and I wrote, "Poor Basil." Yeah, he's trying so hard. Uh, a little bit later in the episode, he confronts Lola, uh, Daphne by directly, apparently, and or they come in arguing. Daphne's pissed that he has been talking to his sister and her friends about it, and they break up. They break up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'm just trying to help you." She's like, "I don't need your help. It's not quite that, but it's that." Yeah, and, and then she's like, "And and it's over. Get and- out. Get out." Yeah and it's sad yeah it's sad uh lola tells elliot she wants to be in the film 
Uh, she then goes to the grocery store to see Maya and apologize for like being so dramatic. I kind of was with you, but I don't understand what she's apologizing for exactly, even though uh, I actually think she's a lot to apologize. She's like apologizing for the wrong things. She actually has a exactly. lot to I apologize agree, I agree. for. I do agree. <laughs> she's apologizing for her thing. She says like, look, sorry, I was jealous. I've never felt this way before, but I'm happy for you. Then this is this is the Friday and Saturday where they're actually shooting the short film. Elliot at first freaks out because like, there's no one there to help them. He's supposed to be in film school. So he's supposed to have film school friends, but we're not going to talk about that. Speaking of details that are like, get the fuck out of here. She calls her friends who've presumably never seen a camera before or a boom mic or a clapper. And they're just going to like shoot a film in a weekend. Excuse me. I know our work seems like bullshit (laughs) to to outsiders, but it's actually a lot of hard work and skill and training. And you don't just like pick up a camera and do it. I know. I almost wish like there was a mix of like, oh, my film school friends, but like other people are shooting at the same time. I totally get that his own friends can help them because they're all studying for Lebec or whatever the fuck. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, eh, I'm going to let it go. But it's it's anyway, you know, it's one of those details of realism where they really fail, in my opinion. Yes, and then, and then that last climactic scene, it's in the rain. It's obviously supposed to parallel, like, the actual, like, right. Elliot and Lucas kiss in the rain. Yeah. And Maya's really struggling to say, I love you. And then Elliot, like, a good director, is like, you know what? I know what to do. Emotional manipulation. <laughs> uh, yes, because Maya has shown up who couldn't make it there earlier. Like, I get presumably... Uh, Lola invited her to help with the film. So she says shows up at two in the morning. And yeah, I like, guess. Sorry, I couldn't come earlier. We're, you're shooting the last scene, but I'll just... Anyway, yeah. she is right on time because Elliot puts her to stand kind of behind him. He's the person Lola's supposed to be delivering her lines to. And instead, she sort of figuratively delivers them to Maya. And it's a very touching scene. And actually, the actor is fucking amazing in this in this moment. Yeah. And, and I, I totally understand why they showed us that clip like twice, like here. And yeah, the it's end. worth it. It totally works. And they say, life is now. Again. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, 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 a like, that's a catchphrase. And so then we're having kind of like a little bit of an after party. Maya and Lola go outside. Maya's like, guess what? I broke up with my girlfriend. And then she says this line that I'm like, I don't know if you're supposed to say this in a season about addiction, but okay. She's like, you know, I broke up with her because I've been trying to like fight against my addiction and her addiction is Lola. <laughs> oh, cringe. I, don't, I think I missed that. Or I, wa- I erased it from my memory. I'm not sure. The kiss. Not, and then the kiss. Great. And I think the kiss itself is beautiful. Although suddenly they went from like outside rainy to like suddenly they're really brightly lit. <laughs> and it's clearly on purpose, but it took me out a little bit where I'm like, yeah. Okay, I think probably yeah. they didn't want it to feel like Lucas and the repeat like, of exactly of the fight. So, I mean, of the, I totally, uh, and that's kid, what I mean. Yeah. Like we're in episode seven and they're kissing for the first time, and I thought that was a really interesting pacing choice. Again, I don't know if it a hundred percent works because then everything has to move so much faster in the last three episodes. Yeah, and also I think yeah, laying it out with you, I'm also realizing. There is like a back and forth, like it's a little bit repetitive between her and Maya. There, it, again, it doesn't have necessarily that like super through line that a lot of the like you know I'm thinking of like the evac season or or even um, Wilhelm or Norhelm. You know, there's like a very clear progression. It's it's not yeah. as cy- cyclical or or uh, what was the phrase you used before? I think cycles, right? Yeah. It doesn't quite work for me because there's a lot of back and forth. Like they're falling in love. Then she kind of does a shitty thing by calling in the middle of the night. Maya, going back to Maya, sometimes being too perfect, you know, helps her out and is like, yeah, but then Maya also, Maya then also backtracks because she's a, she like hears addict and she's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to get away from here. So that, yes. I thought that was interesting too. Yes. I think that works. Then comes, um, Maya starts dating someone else. 
but there's a lot of like Lola being shitty and Maya kind of forgiving and keeps coming back. I would have to sort of trace it out. I don't have it written in front of me, but I, I just, I guess I just don't buy always that back and forth. It gets noticeably worse going forward. So that's my thing. I think it actually kind of works for me for the most part. I mean, it's a little bit repetitive in that I wish that, again, they had like a thing, uh, whatever that might look like. Yeah. But then I think, okay, yes, it took us until seven because now like they know each other much better. We've seen like, the sort of low, slow connection. They've p- put a lot of the cards on the table, but then suddenly like eight, nine, and 10 is like, bam, 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 bam. It's too fast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's too yeah. fast. Yeah, all right, let's get to them then. Is there anything yeah. more in this, this episode? No, nope, that's it. That's it for yeah. episode seven. So now we're in episode eight. And we start with Maya and Lola, sexy times. That's literally what I wrote. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yes, and then she goes home and uh, the, I, the first thing I've written is that down. Well, before that, I just, sorry. Again, I'm just pointing out some of the cheesy moments. Like yeah, Lola, yeah. Lola keeps being like, I don't like my scars. And then Maya, Maya like draws oh, on yeah. them. Anyway. Yes, oh, I actually really liked that. So yeah. I want I just want to point that out. Yes, because it mirrors her own tattoo that- Her own tattoo, right. And sort that of like that, it's, it's a part of who you are uh, and sort of like making something beautiful out of something, I don't want to say like- Horrible, but yeah, bad, but bad, out like, of like a scar or something. Exactly. something that, yeah, that, that was something that was physically done to your body that is a of something bad that happened, but you're she transformed it into something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has to go home because she gets a uh, emergency text from that that Daphne passed out, essentially. Oh, right. Yes, that's right. So yeah, so Daphne passes out. Lola is the one who tells Basil and he comes over. Uh by the time we get there, because we don't have the budget to go to a hospital, Daphne is at home. <laughs> They they unbreak the up like Basil and Daphne. Dad continues to be overwhelmed, and Lola promises to help. Uh, and this is again with like, with like I think what you said at the beginning of the of the episode, Basil being like the secret MVP of the season. He like <laughs> takes over the kitchen and starts to make risotto with with what he has there. He's like, I got this. And Lola invites him to stay the weekend and apologizes sort of for like being kind of like a judgy younger sister throughout yeah. and really seeing the value in him. And this is not the first time that she's acknowledged. Like she finds him annoying and a lot, but like even in a, a couple, a couple of episodes earlier, she was like, when she found out about Charles, she was like, Charles, Charles all wrong for you. Like you need someone like Basil. He's like, yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. She, she does. Uh, and I think here she really kind of, even though she kind of probably grudgingly likes him in some ways, even before this, and she, or at least she sees how he's good for her and how much he loves Daphne here. She sort of sees more about his backstory and is beginning to realize, Hey, I'm not the only one who suffers in this yeah, world. Yeah. A lesson she desperately needs. <laughs> and I think she's genuinely surprised when Basil opens up the way he does. And I think he has tried to before. And her reaction has been like, I'm the only one who suffers. Yeah. But this time she's able to listen to what he's saying and be empathetic and understand. Yeah. And then also, I love that it's couched in or around this conversation of him preparing food and how he learned to take cook because his mom wasn't able to do it, which is kind of going back to the scar and then tattoo transformation like the idea of the things that hurt and are painful at the time also make you who you are and what you choose to do with that is what matters you know if he he, he chose to sulk and mope and hate women because his mom was mean I mean I know chose is a a problematic word there a lot of these things are it's complicated well yeah yeah because the mom's mom's bipolar like that's what we know that from that's right yeah that's right I forgot about that from yes yeah or he chose to, you know, channel that into love of cooking and preparing food for and caring for the people. And I think it's like a good lesson for her. 
Yeah. And then we have a very, very brief moment at the cemetery, but I have to mention it because this is when we do find out that Lola does actually know what their mom's favorite yeah, flowers are. Yeah, a nice payoff. Uh, Daphne is all like, why are these flowers, flowers so ugly? And Lola's like, well, they were mom's favorite. And then, yeah. and then even the reveal of how she knows is again, this thing of what you're saying, like the heartbreak and the regret and the complex and complexity of that relationship and, and what was lost, good and bad, right? So she says she knows what she is because these are the flowers that mom would send to her while mm-hmm. she was in the hospital. Um, yeah. And that she would write to her all the time. And she threw those flowers away and never opened those letters. And, and now she will never know what her mom and that is. And that is just what she has to live with, right? Um, I, I love how the show just lets us sit with that heaviness and just this pointless sadness of it. Yeah, you know, a, yeah. a different show might have been like, oh, look, I found those letters. Let's 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 wrap up everything. And I really like that they were just like, nope, life is hard and things, terrible things happen. And yeah. But you know what we will find? Maya comes up and like meets Daphne and Basil, whatever. Uh-huh. And she brings back the camera and she developed the film that was in the camera, which has the picture of her bio dad. Yes, the missing picture. Can I just backtrack one for one second? I love this line. Uh, this is the scene just before Maya arrives when she's downstairs and she's texting with Lola is when Daphne figures out there's something going on there. And yeah. the way she does, she says, the look on your face when you're texting to when you're talking to Maya is the same look that's on the picture on our on a mother's face in that picture that we found. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. And that's that's another thing that they're really the subtext of like the parallels between her and her mother is really interesting. They don't really do anything with they don't it. do enough with it, but they talk about there's constant reference to how much she looks like her mother. Her, um yeah. clearly both are have addiction issues. And a lot of her fears come from becoming her mother, but but then they don't quite do that. Yeah, yeah. One thing the show also, again, kind of touches on, but doesn't fully really ever explore, but I really like is that Lola and Daphne have totally different perceptions of their mother, which yes, is very yeah. true. I mean- And it happens in families all the time. Even, totally. Even in, because this is not that big of a, of a gap, but yes, like the person who your mother is for a sibling versus for another versus the time, it can be many factors. Completely. Like being just the first child versus the second, like when a mother kind of knows a little bit more what she's doing, yeah, yeah. the difference. But, but even- in this case, and I feel like they don't do enough with it, like, does Lola's parentage or father, you know, biological father, figure into that difference at all? I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't go do this, but... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say it could have been, that could have been a huge factor, too. Yeah, but I they never explain, explore, nothing. Yeah, and then, so Lola wants more answers about her biological dad. But she can't go to her mom, right? That's not right. a resource she has anymore because when she found out about it, it was like, it was not the time, right? And now mm-hmm. that time is gone. So she finally asks her father, stepfather, technically, I guess, tech, you know, uh, about who her biological dad is. And she's very vulnerable and is just like, please tell me. And he does open up and tell her. And she completely like flips 180 in the scene. I actually think it's a really good scene. I do think it's a really good scene. He's trying to be so sympathetic. His name was Jean. They fell in love, blah, blah, blah. Like, she left me. Um, yeah. He's clearly, like, has the perspective of a mature adult who has, you know, dealt a lot of these emotions and things that she, Lola, can't comprehend yet because she's too young. Part of that is Lola trying to understand, well, why did you stay with her? He's like, because I loved her. Yes. 
and then and then that scene shifts very quickly because there's just like uh, so much happening emotionally that again lola doesn't know how to like process so her response is to blame him and like get mad at him and then he gets really mad and he almost goes to hit her yeah and i also feel like she keeps saying you're not my sister you're not my father and it's like have you never heard of the concept of half sisters or stepfathers or adoption i do feel like I get it with the dad more, like like her resistance and like this journey to accept it. But with Daphne, like, why? Does she- why is she not your sister? Like, she's literally your sister. You share a mother. And with the father, yes, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. But I do wish somebody at some point had been like, actually, he is your father. He raised you. Like, he held you when you were a baby. Like, he 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 cared for you. He he, he spends his life to pay for I'm you. I'm assuming it's his name on the birth certificate. Like, you know, like. <laughs> like in every way that lit counts, except literal sperm, um, he 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 is her father. And like, I get that that's supposed to be her lesson, but I feel like they never quite. I never was convinced that she like learned it or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I by the end she calls she him dad had. by the end. She calls him dad by the end. That's what I'm saying. Clearly, she does. Like, but I just I don't am. know where that leap was supposed to well, happen. And I and I, it's so funny because I don't. I think this is one of. I don't actually remember how long this episode is, but this is a short one. Because then immediately after this, she like goes and she sees her dad. And this is where it's like, we're going too fast, you guys. So she has an argument with her, with her stepdad. So she goes to see her dad right away. Like that needed to sit with her. Like we needed Mm -hmm. to see her make a choice to go see him. This is so out of the blue in context of everything else. Yeah. Anyway, bio dad, Jean is a jerk. He recognizes her immediately. Right winger. Oh, sorry. Yeah, doesn't that's, know. That's how his stepdad describes him. That's not me. That is true. That is what he says. <laughs> and then he has a new family. He has no room for her. He does not want to see her. He like gives her like a hundred bucks and tells her to go away. And so it's like, say hi to your mom from me. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even know that she has dad. I do yeah, yeah. like that Lola doesn't tell him. Yes. I was like, tell him, tell him. And then I was like, no, actually, I think it's more powerful. No, that she yeah, yeah. Him. Fuck him. He doesn't deserve to know. I agree. I agree. So now, obviously, what does Lola do whenever something like this happens? She goes back to the club where she's yeah. spending her daddy's money. Yeah, <laughs> I do actually think this one makes sense. I just, again, hope, wish they had given it a little bit more room to breathe before we have this moment with the yeah. with bio dad. Yeah, uh, so yeah. she's back at the club. She's ignoring messages from Emma. And then she calls Elliot. Elliot comes to basically was like, okay, let's go. Uh, and she's like, I don't want to leave. I want to party with a friend. Are you going to be that friend? And Elliot because he's an adult, makes the choice to stay. (laughs) He says he's only going to stay for one beer, but very quickly that goes out the window and Uh they both get wasted. And this is where they have the conversation that, again, I actually think it's really interesting and I believe it. It's a great camera, yeah. Basically, she's saying to him, let's see, she's saying, don't you think, don't you notice how they look at us? Like, don't you see how they like us having having us around because it makes them feel better, feel about, better themselves. about themselves? And like, no matter how much they mess up, we're always going to be worse. And they're just waiting for us to fuck up. And the expectation yeah. of fucking up means that, guess what? We fuck up. And then when yeah. we fuck up, they get to tell us, I told you you were going to fuck up. Yes. And it's like really sad. I totally get where they're coming from. She's being really mean about Lucas. But more than anything, she's feeding into Elliot's every, every insecurity. But, okay, but here's the thing. In this case, I personally think there's a lot of truth to what she's saying. Yes, I totally. Because Elliot is not confiding in Lucas because exactly of this. Yes. She is not wrong. Yes. And for all the times in the show, I feel like 
she has her say and do things that I'm like, somebody needs to like slap this girl and tell her that's not true. In this case, she's saying a very true thing. That's what I'm saying. I totally agree with it this time. And then they get drunk and end up in prison. And then she takes off her, yeah, she takes off her shirt. There's, not in prison, but. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they get, they get, they get arrested. They get like thrown out of the club. Arrested. They go to jail, yeah. Yeah. And now everyone's mad at her and her father's mad at her and Lucas is mad at Elliot. And I'm like, but we have never, we have yet to address. And by the end of the season, I don't think they ever address that conversation. And no, the fact there's truth to that. <laughs> yes, for sure. And then she's already feeling bad about Elliot. She tries to go apologize. And Lucas like slams the door in her face. And here I'm so like of two minds about this scene. Because on the one hand, Lucas is like definitely like his whole storyline here is, I don't want to say he's being a dick, but he is not handling an aspect of his and Elliot's relationship very well. Let me put it yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, she is being so fucking annoying. She's so like head up her ass, self-centered, mopey, like, woe is me. All, I, no one knows how much I suffer. Everyone is against me. All of these are very, very, I 100% felt that way when I was that age about much smaller issues. <laughs> yeah, I, it's totally believable. But at some point, somebody needs to be like, that's not true. <laughs> and that's the emotional, like, through point of like episode nine and episode 10 that's just like where low lies at like yeah yeah we can we can talk about it. i i have something about the way it's executed didn't really work for me but maybe i'll change my mind but go ahead so yeah so then essentially she lies to maya about what happened when she gets to school everyone's gossiping because anai actually took a video of her um at the club at, at the club and it's going all around school but she thinks it's tiffany obviously so she gets into a fight with tiffany and gets lola gets expelled from school yeah. And then she has a scene with her therapist who also dumps her. He's like, I failed. I was I'm so biased here. First of all, I love that she was like, yeah, sorry, it wasn't my best week. I laughed. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. But then I was like, dude, this is not the time to dump her. Yeah, definitely. That's not how it should be handled. You you handle the crisis. Exactly. Handle the crisis and then say, okay, we're. I think we're gonna have to have a talk about like transferring you to someone else. Blah, blah, blah. And then we transition you to someone else. But yeah, he's literally yeah. like, I am a failure. I'm like, not <laughs> about you. Yes, that was such a weird phrasing. No therapist on earth, well, not a good one anyway, should ever say that because you're putting guilt on her when it's definitely nothing to do with her. But then he also he's like, and then as my last move, I think you should go back into the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yes. You already know. You see her like pretty regularly you know how she feels about this yeah and you don't even prepare her you just like <sighs> he kind of makes a good point in saying that like and and Daphne says this later as well but like you don't talk to anyone about this like you don't tell us how you feel or think yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of a good point but I feel like he doesn't need her to say that she hated that hospital experience and never wants to go back to know that <laughs> you yeah, know like, exactly it, it would not be hard yeah he's a bad therapist I, I've, I've known her for nine weeks slash <laughs> Two days, and I got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then Maya and Lola meet up. Turns out Maya has seen the video, so she knows that Lola lied. Yeah, not only did she get drunk again when she promised she wouldn't, but she also lied about where she was that night, too. And I honestly don't know when Lola entered this conversation, if she was already going to break up with Maya, or when she realized, oh, Maya also knows that I fucked up. I need to break up with her. Like, I can't quite track 
where she was at. I think this is a bad scene. And I mean, there's good things about it. But like, okay, first of all, the line, I'm toxic, Maya. I literally laughed out loud. Sorry. No, no actor can deliver that. But but I do believe, I do believe that 16 year old Lola would say that. And believe it. Sure. Sure. I don't, I don't know. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. I suddenly was struck by, if you took this scene out of context, there's a very different reading of it. Which is, here's how from like a slightly out of context perspective, how this reads. Lola fucks up, gets drunk, does something bad at a club. Then her girlfriend texts her, let's meet up. And, you know, we we don't know what she wants to talk about. They meet up. And before Maya can really say anything, Lola, I understand why, but she she basically said like, I fucked up. She, She admits it in a way that excuses and elicits sympathy from the other person. And, you know, she's like, I just found out my biological father rejected me. And I got expelled. And she got expelled. Yeah, so so she, she she explains it in a way that explains her behavior, but like in a way, and then in a way that elicits sympathy, uh, and not just sympathy, pity. Um, she calls herself toxic and then breaks up with the other person. Yep. This exact scene could play in a totally different context with a very manipulative narcissistic person who has these ups and downs in their behavior right like addiction all this kind of stuff actually she kind of acts borderline a little bit as a pattern of behavior this would fit that i just got this weird feeling of this could be a scene from a story about maya's character in an abusive relationship (laughs) of someone who is constantly jerking her around, then making her feel bad for them, then guilting her, you know what I mean? By breaking up with Maya, she takes away Maya's choice in the matter. She, how do I put it? Like she- um, I totally get it. I totally get it, but- the- She stays in control. She's in okay. control. Fair. This is supposed to be her low point. So like all has to be lost. So what are the things she cares about, right? But she's not the one losing something she is rejecting. That there's a difference. And I get why they did this. They're going mm-hmm. with the idea that she's a person who rejects before she can be hurt. Yeah, destructive. Tracks, she's she's self destructs, right? That tracks. But I think because of it, it goes back to that thing I was saying, in my opinion, in a way, for me, in my watching experience, it goes back to that thing of her being allowed to say certain things and do very bad things that, like, I, the adult watching the show, no, aren't true. I understand and empathize why she feels that way, but then I expect the show to reverse them, and I feel like the show doesn't. And this is another example of that for me. I think I I kind of buy it for her at this point. I do think that there was a little bit more in episode ten, mm-hmm. uh, consequence of it. But then obviously you have to kind of wrap everything up. Yeah, but I don't know. Like it's not I totally that I see- don't buy it from her. It's not that I don't think it's realistic or out of character at all. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. And that's why I pointed out the whole, like, I don't know if she had made that choice before she saw Maya and she realized that Maya knew about the video. And she was like, that's it. I have to get out of this. She she knows who I really am. She knows. Yeah. There's no way to solve this dish. I need to get out. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that until we were talking about it. Like, I was just like, yeah, she like gets in there and like puts an end to it. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I wonder. Definitely there's something that feels a little bit off there. But technically as a character beat at the end of the season, it works, but yes, it definitely has like a little bit of like a little asterisk to it. Yeah, I mean, I would say it works insofar as I believe it's a thing that this character would do. Yes. But I guess I am not clear 
on the show's what the show is saying about it or like their stance well because it's it's a little bit of what you're saying okay so this episode goes back to that cycle that she we are starting to understand does not want to be a part of she just doesn't know how to do anything beyond that Mm -hmm. her her again even calling elliot when she called elliot you don't know if she wanted him to get to get her out or to stay when once he got there she was like stay right Mm -hmm. but it's unclear because throughout the season Elliot has been the person that she turns to when she doesn't want to be self-destructive so that's kind of like an interesting thing there so then then she like ruins that one thing so that's definitely like in her eyes she ruins that one thing with Elliot so that's that then she gets kicked out of school which I don't even think school matters that much to her but like in general okay but it's another way in which she is fucked up. It's this whole like angsty outlook on things that are just is so self-centered, so navel gazing. So like get your head out of your ass. Like no one suffers like me. Everyone is against me. The therapist hates me. The school hates me. My father hates me. I'm toxic to this girl. I have to sacrifice and cut her out for her own good. That's a very like unhealthy, which obviously she's an unhealthy person. Yeah, for sure. All I'm saying is that then that leads to her actually leaving. And I'm trying to kind of track that too. And that's the part where I'm struggling a little bit. Yes, even running away is a supremely selfish act. I think so. Yes. But again, I get it from Lola. But yes, I think so. I get it from Lola. But Lola is the flawed character who needs to learn a lesson. And I feel like everyone really excuses her running away. Everyone is always just reassuring her. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yes, it's not her fault. And they should tell her that. But they somebody has at some point, it's like going back to the Imani scene. At some point, somebody has to say, look, we know you suffer and you're hurting, but you can't treat other people this way. And at least to my memory, no one ever really makes that point. No, not really. Because I don't, th- I think you would need more space for it. Yeah. I mean, after they find her, basically just like it cuts to the next morning and her dad's like making breakfast and everything's fine. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but b- before she runs away, we do have a moment between Daphne and Lola. Daphne's on her way to uh, another exam and Daphne refer- calls Lola the strongest person she knows and tells her that like it would all work out and that Lola is sort of like her motivation to keep fighting whenever things get hard. Yeah, it's a sweet scene. And I like that she says good luck on your buck. Uh, and then Lola leaves her keys by the door, heads out. And Daph- when Daphne comes back at night, uh, no one has seen Lola all day. Her keys are still there. Lola, and they realize that Lola ran away. And like, it totally makes sense. Like her doing something so selfish makes complete sense. Especially, I'm sorry, I keep hyping but like teenagers do this. Like yeah, teenagers are kind of she, selfish. She is, she is a teenager. <laughs> She's so selfish. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's why I think yeah. that's why I'm like, yeah, totally. I, I totally see some of the things you're pointing out. But I'm like, it's, I think it worked for who, who Lola was. And they did enough character work that I understood her. And I liked her that even when she was being selfish, I was like, okay, but I get it. And I, I, that yeah. doesn't mean that I don't think that there's certain things that I do wish they were, they would yeah, call yeah. out or clarify. But yes. A little bit also, I feel at this point, since the argument with her stepfather and going to see her father, maybe a little bit before that, like I'm watching a character do things, but I'm not with her. But that, but that's maybe my experience. Well, no, but I think that's why, like, if you look at my notes, like episode six, seven, and eight, like are very short. So I was just like yeah. kind of like going through it. Things were happening, sure. But like, I don't think they're as strong as that first half uh, of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we enter episode 10, uh, last episode. Daphne is freaking out. She goes into Elliot and Lucas's apartment and tells them that Lola disappeared. The cops have been called. I'm glad that that was clarified. Maya already looked at Urbex. Like, we're getting all the information here. 
And then Daphne, it's so funny because when we start episode, this is the one thing I did not see coming. I called like basically everything else out. I was like, clearly Maya was in the car with her parents. And I thought maybe a drunk driver hit them. I didn't think it was the dad, but like, I was sure, yeah. but we started episode 10 and I'm like, who the fuck is Benny? Like, I felt like I had no idea. And then Daphne is like, she wrote to me, but she doesn't know she wrote to me. And I'm like, oh, gasp, she's blown. I yeah. totally agree. They played that brilliantly. And I love how they even let us forget about Benny for about two episodes almost. Like he hasn't been coming up that he, much. It's definitely a constant, like throughout the season, you'll see yeah. him like, but yes. And I was like, oh, like what? in the beginning, I was asking, like in the first few episodes, I was like, who's Benny? Who's Benny? I want to know Benny. I would write it in my notes. Who's Benny? And Wait, by this Benny? point, I'd forgotten to ask the question. So when they reveal it, I was like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> so Lola kind of like writes a like one last message to Benny and then deletes her sad Instagram account of things that are broken. And like Daphne's freaking out. And I totally get so. She's also freaking out because this time like Lola left a note. She's never left a note before. Like these uh-huh. are all like very clear signs to be like, upset that your sister with a history of mental illness uh, and addiction is has gone missing so i totally get her uh and then so elliot's trying to keep his calm with and all of this and she's like where could she have gone like anything else you can think of is there anywhere she goes when she wants to be on her own and then we connect to the second episode daphne slash benny makes the connection of like well she sent me this picture and then elliot apparently he's like i (laughs) completely know the paris nightscape i think i i that was like one of those things where i was like i'm gonna let this go like a little bit like filming a a short film when no one's ever picked up a camera before but what (laughs) how does he pick one rooftop out of presumably thousands i I don't know. He should be Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, did we ever see a scene of her taking him there or showing him that no, place? No, no? She, she was always by herself. God, I could have sworn. Okay. That would have worked. Yeah, but no, that would have worked more. Uh, so then Daphne gets to the rooftop and Lola is there. And she very quickly basically reveals that she's funny. <laughs> And to Lola's benefit, she's grown as a character in the last couple of episodes. This time she actually allows Daphne to explain how this whole thing happened. She was like, uh-huh. look, I tried to tell you several times, but, you know, after your hospitalization, you know, you wouldn't talk to me. I, you were still my sister. And so this was the way that I was able to connect with you, essentially. That's yeah, like the gist yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And then she also tells her, look, the last three years, essentially every time we've known her, have been the best and the worst of my life because... I couldn't share them with you, right? And so this was my only way of being able to share them with you. But basically, it's like, I want you in my life. I want to share all the good things and all the bad things with you. Now Lola kind of gets to have her spiel too. I wanted to leave. She heard everybody. Daphne's like, no one's mad. Everyone's looking for you. And this is the part where, but obviously at this point, she needs to just be validated and be like, please come home and like, don't do anything drastic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this is the nice callback. This is when Daphne like kind of finally convinces Lola to come home by telling her uh you care too much about what other thinks of you which yes because because Lola's whole thing here is everyone thinks I'm a fuck up I I messed up Elliot I messed up Elliot and Lucas I messed up everyone everybody hates me and then she's like girl you care too much about people thinking about you and I was like all right maybe you've won me back a little bit with that (laughs) with that line exactly I think I think it worked yeah but then you're right then essentially we just cut to the next morning uh and they wake up and dad is making breakfast which we're supposed to read presumably they've had a conversation when I got home last night. I know that it's okay. We don't have to see every single scene in the life of these people. Things can be left out, but I feel like that's a crucial scene to be left out, you know, which is the family coming back together. Yeah. And yeah. like 
again, going back to the idea of like, they don't necessarily all feel like they've been going through this to mm-hmm. the same story for the last three years. I feel like not having this scene is part of that. Yeah. And so dad tells us that she got a message from the principal from the school. And then more importantly, that he got a call from the hospital that they do have an opening. And this is their big character moment. He asked her if she wants to go back. And into- Daphne really defends like, no, you can't do that. She can't go. But Lola says, no, I want to. And I want to change. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not a hospital. They, they actually make a point of saying it's not a hospital. I, get, I presume it's like a rehab or something. And it's like short term, like she's like, I'm I'm going to do it like short term and then yeah. um, see where we are. Which is a nice also kind of, sorry, just bookend to the earlier question of do you want to change? Yeah. Do you want to change? And she, she says the words, I want to change. Right. Yeah. So again, yeah. we, we hear that influence of like Elliot. We see uh, how that relationship with the dad has like mended a little bit. And this is she thanks him for giving her a choice and she calls him dad. I can't believe you missed that. I can't believe I missed that either. <laughs> And so, yes, there's definitely a lot of this is supposed to be the big that this this family is uh, slowly coming back together. The dad cooking, even though it's Father's Day, I think it's also supposed to be like, I've put too much on you girls. You're still kids at the end of the day. Right. That acknowledgement. But yes, I do think that maybe it doesn't have to come from him. Maybe we could have the therapist again if they hadn't fired him to be like, (laughs) I'm so glad you're doing better. But like, you know, like kind of you're saying like holding her accountable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even Elliot. Maybe that's how Elliot should have kind of come in yeah. in this episode that one, one last time. Yeah, I mean, what she did is extremely attention-seeking. In any other context, everyone understands that that's what that is. It's like, okay, now, like you're saying, now that we've dealt with the crisis, now that you are no longer in danger of being a danger to yourself or to others, right. let's, let's then, like, talk about the complexity of, like, what you just did. Okay, yes, sure. Exactly. I will give you that. I do think, I wish that it had come from either a therapist or Elliot. I think Elliot would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A really good idea. Okay, so then she goes back to the school. Uh, While well, she's at the school, she runs into the nurse who is smoking and then gives her, like, a little bit, like, uh, you know, her, her famous... Pep talk. Yeah, her well, talk. Her famous pet pet talks, and she's basically kind of reassures her, you know, relapsing isn't the exception, it's the rule. So like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I just think it's something really important for Lola to hear now. This is the line I was thinking of that I could remember earlier about, somebody says, you're not responsible for your illness. Oh, I think it is Elliot who says that. It is Elliot. Okay. The thing is, that's true, but you are responsible for your behavior. (laughs) But I think Elliot has learned that too. Oh, no, no, I, I know that, but I just feel like the show doesn't ever say that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's sort of using both her trauma, for lack of a better word, or, the th- you know, her suffering of the last few years, her her issues with her mother and family as an excuse for bad behavior, just like with him a little bit. It, like, it kind of, do you know what? Maybe it's on my mind because of the whole Kanye thing and, like, the, you know, being anti-Semitic and then people are like, but he's bipolar. And then people are like, but bipolar doesn't make you anti-Semitic. And I'm like, he could be both things at once. And also, like... Well, it's like, or or like someone replying to the the tweet about Elon Musk getting booed at in San Francisco at the Chappelle show. Uh-huh. It's like, well, he's like autistic or something like that. So like, he, oh, yeah, he he also is bipolar, I think. Anyway, it's yeah, you can like, be bipolar and an asshole, and his yes. like a hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah, and like one of the basic tenets of AA, like one of the 
you know, the 12 steps that they do, I believe one of them is something like, I'm not responsible for my illness, but I am responsible for how I act. Yes, yes. I think I think that is actually what they're having Elliot try to say. It doesn't seem like okay. it came across, but I do believe that okay. that's what they're trying to say. I think maybe okay, he's worded right. in a weird way, but I do actually think that is what he's trying to get across to her. Yeah, that you can't hide behind this. You have to take accountability for your actions. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, we yeah. understand that you're sad, you know, you, you feel bad and all these things. Yes, we understand like when you're under the influence of alcohol, you're not acting correctly but you know you made choices to get there etc et yeah okay um yeah so then uh we don't actually see the meeting with the principal but we see tiff come out and then tiff is like i just got expelled uh and i told the principal everything that you, you know that basically that we have been bullying you for weeks um and then tiff like walks away basically being all like well you know we could have been we could have almost been friends mm-hmm. which i do believe because i do think that there was something genuine in her initial like approaching of lola so i thought that was really interesting yeah this is the like missed opportunity feeling for me came in this scene where yet I was both intrigued by her saying in that first scene, I lost someone too. And then by this scene where I was like, this actress is good. There's something more here. Maybe it didn't need to be. Enough. I don't, I mean, first of all, I think the season we've recognized is doing too many things. So definitely should not have been in this season, but I do love the fact that she gets to have her another one. I don't care what all the haters say. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what her season's about? Uh, no, I don't. Do you want to know what her season yes. is about? Yes, I do. So I'm trying to make sense of the timeline, but essentially Tiff is pregnant right now. Whoa. But she is in denial about it. And then in the opening scene, basically of the next season, she's going to have a baby at like a dance recital. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, and France so it's like, really does. I know. The drama. Damn. <laughs> so it's like, whatever it's called, like pregnancy denial, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, and then being a teen mom. And then falling in love with Max, who's trans. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Like really interesting elements to me. The, the, a lot of really interesting elements. We'll see how they end up jelling. I have no idea how they're all going to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the yeah. baby seems a lot, but... Yes. I've seen a lot of cute pictures of the cute baby. Like, oh, that's that's all I've seen on Tumblr. There's something to look forward to there. Uh, yeah. And so then, then I think this is when the conversation that we are trying to make sense of with Elliot happens. She goes to the video club. She tries to apologize. She tells him, Hey, maybe I'm not, ex- I, it seems like I might not be expelled. I'm going to go to the dis- disciplinary board. I think actually eventually like Max and a bunch of the Lamif will end up at the same school. I think maybe, oh. I don't remember. I don't know. I have to make sense of that. Okay. okay. Anyway, we'll get the there. Point is that she apologizes and Elliot basically is like, you don't need to apologize and then I think that's when he's trying to give like he I don't think he's trying to say you don't need to apologize in the way that maybe it's right I think he's trying to say I'm an adult which is what I was screaming at Lucas this whole time and I was like your boyfriend gets to make his own choices wrong ones yeah that is okay yeah and yes you should totally scream at him (laughs) and like call him out on it they don't scream but call him out Yeah. yeah call him out on it but like she did not twist his arm, right? Yeah. No, blaming your friend's 16-year-old sister is definitely not. <laughs> exactly. That does uh, not make sense. And then I think maybe that's, this is when he does like talk the, 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 what we were just talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, because Elliot also has to be here to remind us about Maya, he's all like, and what about Maya? <laughs> <laughs> he's their biggest cheerleader. He is their biggest cheerleader. <laughs> and so he's like, you should go see her. And also the movie's done. And... Lola's like, is it? I know a place where we could show it. This what day? Friday. <laughs> yes, because it's scam. Everything happens on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Except if you're in España, then it's a Saturday usually. <laughs> so anyway, the Spaniards. Lola stops by the grocery store because 
I guess that's their spot. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, she, yeah. She can't just go home. That's their thing, scanning things on the little scanner. Yeah, and so she, she like, kind of waits for it to be empty. I thought that was, like, a cue. She's like, wait, I don't, I don't need an audience. Yeah. And then she, like, basically goes to the scanner, and she starts giving her a bunch of, like, items, and they spell just suis désolé, which we're on the record for saying it's, like, my favorite French word, because it's so dramatic! <laughs> désolé. <laughs> and I basically asked her to give her another chance. I don't remember what the second part Oh, um, something like, will you forgive me? Something will like you that. forgive me? Yeah, there you yeah. go. And then apologizes for pushing her away, tells her she loves her. She's afraid of loving, of not being able to be loved. But she, again, wants to change is the important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Maya at first doesn't say anything. (laughs) But then she uses this little speakerphone thing and basically... Uh calls her back for a dramatic kiss in front of everybody. I feel yeah. like Maya, I feel like Maya's getting fired. No, the French love this kind of stuff. <laughs> but in terms of cheesy, dramatic public kisses, it's it, it was up there. It was I, I liked it a lot. I li- I liked it too. I liked yeah. it too. Even though I still have serious questions. Yeah, about even though you're here like, well, I don't know if she should be forgiven this quickly. Yeah. She so- needs to grovel a bit more. Yeah. Especially now because, like, what, the third time that she's apologizing for acting like a Yes, bitch? yeah, yes, and yes. Like, it's, it's like, this is a pattern now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. okay. Uh, yes, I, I did love the actual sort of, like, gesture of it. Whatever. I know, I thought, it, I thought it was really cute. In, like, uh, movie, TV Exactly, moment. definitely. Yes, love Thumbs it. up. Yeah, <laughs> che- cheesy, cheesy, like, but perfect. Even the way she says it is really funny. She's like, like very, very quickly and like very efficiently as if she's just calling her for like a, a price check or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's Friday. Yay. And it's the prediction of Elliot's movie and uh, everyone's there, including, did you notice who's there? Charles. No, who cares about Charles? Sofian. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was there. I forgot about that. Well, the only reason I mentioned Charles is because I was like, he doesn't look nearly as bad as he did in the last, whatever the last time we it saw. It was like the weird haircut situation that he had going on. Okay, because time. that, I remember being like, that is the douchiest looking man. I I cannot believe he was cast in a teen show. Sorry, actor, person. But then he, I was like, oh no, he looks fine. He's normal. So I was just surprised by that. No, we got Sofian dancing for like half a second. And then we got Sofian and Iman saying that they were going to go to like, I don't know. Morocco. Oh yes, they're going on vacation, and then uh, that what's her name? Alex. Alex. Is it Alex. Someone. One of them is like, "Oh, you're gonna be alone together." Someone, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Alex. Oh, maybe, maybe. I. Ah, uh, yeah. They're gonna be alone together. Wink, 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 wink. And then we see Lola taking pictures of everybody because I guess that's her thing. But again, it's another thing that connects her to her mother. Yeah. I wish you had done more with that idea yeah. of like. Yeah you will always have this very complicated history with your mother. You might not be able to forgive a lot of it, but finding something beautiful in that connection of this yeah. other thing that she loved. Anyway, whatever. it seems like a big part of uh, an emotion and a theme that she probably is dealing with or should be dealing with is that she is like her mother and her fear that she's a fuck up like her mother. And But she wants to change, which apparently is something that possibly her mother was never able to do. Right, right. But they never like actually make that on the surface. It's sort of, I'm just sort of like realizing, oh, I bet that's a thing that she has to deal with and think about. Yeah. And then recognizing the beautiful things and the beautiful ways in which she is like her mother. You know, she looks like her. She loves photography like her. It's kind of like the scar. Like, it doesn't ruin you to have flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Also, what are prep classes? Everyone's going to be taking prep classes. I assume they're prep for the back, but you're right. That doesn't make any sense because they just took the back, didn't they? I was like, did they all fail? Or do you have to take prep classes before you go to college? Like, what is happening? Anyway, I didn't care enough to Google Uh, it. I don't know. French educational system is all a big mystery. And then uh, Daphne comes over and we find out that Daphne went to her an appointment for her like eating disorder and then Lola tells Daphne that she is the pre- the strongest person that she knows oh I just think they're cute I don't That's know cheesy I, though, I liked it yeah it worked for me I got misty eyed I do think they're cute I do think that they fall into a very similar thing to what you were complaining in terms of Maya and Lola which is like there is definitely a cycle in the way that every three episodes it feels like they go to a very similar arc Right. Yes, without the like people recognizing, without the show recognizing this is a cycle that needs to be broken. It just sort of seems like it's like that's how they wrote it. I don't know. Yeah, then uh, Maya arrives. Everyone gets together to watch the film. Elliot thanks everybody for coming, and we get to watch like his little film and get to rewatch that final dramatic yeah. scene and the whole Wait, life. So, is- so there, there, there probably was like a whole film before that, right? Like even if it's short, yeah, I assume that they just were only able to show us the two scenes we had already seen I was like I'm yeah. assuming that there is an actual story here there, it would have been better if there had been a whole thing but then I, I mean we know he can storyboard we've seen it yeah I feel like I have more trust in Elliot as a filmmaker than some other versions of yeah 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 so I don't know I'm just assuming that more happened yeah, yeah but yes fair. definitely do, we do not see a whole film we see like sort of like a metaphorical lighty music video thing and then one dramatic scene Yes. So, yeah. Here's hoping that there's something. <laughs> and we kind of are wrapping up the older generation in this, or do they show up again? Because it seems like everyone is kind of getting a bit of a wrap up. I think we're wrapping them up because they also tried to wrap them up at the end of Arthur's season, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> just every season, they're just going to wrap them up. A but I, think, I think so. I think for the main cast, 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 this was. Yeah. Like- yeah yeah Um, Yeah, so we get a lot of like glances kissing like everyone's like a new kiss and then you kiss yeah there's a lot of coupling up happening um oh arthur and alex i know i was like no but where did that come from no they don't kiss they just look at each other i swear to god they kiss i'm pretty sure they didn't kiss they just did like uh everyone else is kissing and then they're looking at each other either way it made me upset (laughs) <laughs> I mean it didn't upset me because I honestly couldn't remember how they ended at the end of their last of, of his season so I was like where did this come from it felt like no, nowhere. nowhere he was all like uh I'm sorry I cheated on you except I'm not I cheated on you bye and she's like yeah you cheated on me that sucked and then he still kind of had more of a thing with like the other girl the other girl and then there was like a moment in the cafeteria in this season where they're yeah. like still clearly like simpatico and the other people are yeah. like what well, um, and, they, and they even were like, oh, I liked you guys more when you were actually were sleeping together. Yeah, like, but yeah. that's not enough to justify. No, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, I don't know. It made me kind of angry. And then I think we kind of end with, I would say a slightly questionable end on, because one of the things that I did like about this season was that her whole addiction storyline was more centered around like her need for a friend, which again, they kind of dropped in the second half. That's I liked how they were setting up the friend group. Mm-hmm. Her family in particular, right? Eventually Elliot, right? As that other person. And then Maya was there, but it was not the center of this addiction storyline. And they kind yes. of end it with that. Which yeah. Is like, and so I thought that was like, I mean, it's fi- it's fine to end up with them. I thought more like the conversation was a little bit like interesting, I guess, where I was like, yeah. eh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. To me, that is in line with some of the other kind of like, Meh, what's going on here? Issues that I had with things. Um, I think at by the end of this conversation, I, I'm not that different from where I started and that like I like a lot about it 
But I really enjoyed going through this episode by episode and also being able to begin to articulate at least <laughs> what wasn't working. And in some instances, I sort of changed my mind b- because of what yeah, you're saying. I do. I just genuinely think that I have come to kind of understand the language of scam friends mm-hmm. and it, it merits itself to more storylines than others. They're always going to be trying more things that they should. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do. I just think that for me, this one just worked a little bit better. Yeah. Because again, like I said, they're all kind of in the same family. So yeah. Even, yeah. Yes, definitely room for improvement. Definitely things that I wish could be better. But I really liked Lola and that goes a long way. Yeah. Like if you were to describe her to an outside person, she would sound like a really terrible person. And that's why I'm kind of like dreading it a little bit. Yeah. And then once I saw it, even just that first episode, I was like, she's really good. Um, yeah. So, like the actress yeah. and then the way that, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. ended up, ended up I, in a much happier place than I thought. Like I was, you know, I, I don't know if people know that I kept pushing this season. I'd be like, what if we do this other one first or this other <laughs> one first? And so I'm glad we got out of the way. I'm glad we finally met this like, generation and Roadblock, I, yeah. yeah and it was, it was yeah at some point I was like you know we're gonna have to eventually start watching them or else we're just gonna be like the scam friends podcast and yeah so it's like oh no we don't want that yeah uh, so yes I get enough of what they're trying to do with her and I find it good and interesting enough that I can like fill in the pieces in my head so even though yeah, like, yeah, they don't sure. like fully landed I'm like yeah okay good I, I yeah liked it yeah and I I'm think just- you're right. I just have to accept what, how did you phrase it a second ago? That like, just like the vibe of scam friends and how yeah. they do things and just have to like judge it on its own merits. Yeah. And it's never going to be my favorite, but that's, that's how I was like, you know, I was going to be like, you're going to open your heart to the <laughs> possibilities of let's, what you know, you already know what this is. So just go for it. Let's, let's, yeah. let's like try to find the things in it that are great. And there are always yeah, things. Exactly. So, so yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Any, any TV show or anything that you want to recommend to the world? Oh, I've seen so many things recently that I loved. Um, and of course, now I'm going to, I mean, I will always just to the end of days talk about Reservation Dogs. I love Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, I love it. That. Have you finally watched it? Yeah, I, I had seen season one ages ago. I, I Oh. Yeah, and season two I watched as it was airing. Yeah. How do yeah. we not? Uh, I don't know. Because I really, I really like it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it so much. And I, um, and it's kind of like in theme with Scam. I yes, with watch- it is. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, we'll like this. Yeah, and the second season I really liked because I did think that they were taking like more chances in the stories that they were telling, the ways that they were sharing the stories, but still very much the show, right? The just show that you loved in that first season, and it was completely, really good. And, yeah. and it was a really beautiful ending, and sort of like obviously the show got renewed thankfully, but like sort of two season arc in terms of like that whole Daniel um storyline. Yeah, story yeah. Line, yeah. They, they kind of wrapped it up, and so yeah, but luckily, knock on wood, they got. They got renewed. Um, I really liked Enola Holmes, the second one that just came out. You know, I think all my students are like, it's so good. And I keep forgetting. Oh, it's so good. I think it's better than the first one, honestly. Uh, that's uh, what I've heard. And that kind of makes me really want to watch it. Because I'm like, I enjoyed the first one, didn't love it. So yeah. And then, uh, and then like uh, just a random, very different, or rather two very different things, things I've seen recently than what we than what we normally talk about. But I totally recommend is Under the Banner of Heaven. It's oh, nice. the true story Mormon murder that happened in the 70s or yeah. 80s rather yes, I've seen I've seen half of it so I have to force myself to finish it oh uh, I mean it's dark but like the, the psychology is so interesting I really liked it it was just like it's a lot yeah it, it's dark it's dark and uh in a similar vibe though a little bit lighter than that is The Watcher which is based on that weird incident it's a Netflix show yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah a yeah. weird incident where somebody was sending letters to a family and I remember reading that and then hearing they were making a show about it and being like 
why would you make a show about that? Like, it's a weird thing, but how do you make a show out of that? It is so interesting. It is such interesting. an interesting blend because of I, genres. I even like told Nan not to watch it because I was like, well, there's no resolution. Like, they find a way around that, and I think it's so smart. Okay. And it's a it's a really interesting blend of genres. It's kind of true crime thriller horror ish. Like they're okay. playing they're playing in like the haunted house horror genre, but not complete. You know, it's not obviously yeah, yeah. An actual haunted house. The way they analyze the psychology of the family and the neighborhood. I don't know. I was I turned it on like when I was folding laundry in like a kind of like. I need something dumb just in the background and totally yeah. just like binged it because it was so good. So super. Nice. I'm boring. I'm just trying to get everyone to watch Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. It keeps coming up in my, in my. Yeah. List. So I just want to like, guys, it. Uh, And then everyone's like, how do I watch it? And I'm like, have to mumble like AMC plus. Yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily <laughs> accessible, but I'm just saying find a way. Okay. Life <laughs> finds a way. And they are actually doing like their own immortals universe so they're actually also they already filmed uh, the first season of the other Anne Rice uh book called Mayfair Witches which I used to be obsessed with Mayfair Witches I don't remember anything but I've read that book like three times like a thousand oh, pages funny. I did not know that was an Anne Rice thing is it connected to the they all take place universe? in New Orleans and uh, they they'll be like oh that house is weird oh those those Mayfair women are sure are weird uh so yeah, it's the same universe the one thing that I'm feeling a little less about is that the main character is played by Alexandra Daddario, who I think is a beautiful woman, but as an actress has mostly left me feeling pretty flat. I mean, she was okay in the White Lotus season one. Wait, who is she in season one? She is the girl who like marries the rich guy and kind of realizes like, oh my God, my husband. Oh yeah. 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 She was okay. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. But yes, that's that's my one thing that she's like the protagonist. And I'm like, ah, right, right, right. That was kind of like my big one. I'm just like, I'm trying to get everybody to watch Interview with the Vampire. Uh, that's my big rant of the moment. Can I throw out one more, more to you than anyone else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Midnight Club. It just got canceled. So I I'm know. Like, <laughs> so but, it was, okay. it, it's on my list. I was going to watch it and I'm just, suddenly got canceled. And I'm like, oh, I so enjoyed it. It is what it is. Like it's, it's definitely like. Uh, yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. If you've seen my other Mike Flanagan stuff, like yeah, yeah I've seen all of them. I've seen House them. and Haunted, blah blah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like a beautiful fusion of that, but like for a young adult audience, I loved it. I loved the way they incorporate the other Christopher Pike stories into yeah. it. He did release on his blog a summary of I, everything I did, that would have happened, and I wonder how much of it was like a slightly revenge tactic from Netflix because he just signed an overall deal with Amazon. A hundred percent, that's what it is. And they announced it like two days later. I did not hear about that. I 100% believe that's true. That makes me really mad and sad because I was super mad and sad when they saw that it was canceled. And then when I read what was going to happen, I'm like, it's so freaking good what was going to happen. It's so bold. Gabby, you have to see it. Okay. Everyone, okay. Uh, whoever's I'm listening the, to this. I'm moving after. it up on the list. Uh, and then my other thing is I'm always looking for like a good comedy to watch. I don't know. Because like sometimes I can't talk myself into watching like 45 minutes, but 20, I can do a 20. Yeah. And yeah. so- I have at elementary. I've, I've talked about that before. Obviously, I love Abbott Elementary. Yes. But also, I love Ghost. I think Ghost is great. What's uh, Ghost? It's on, it's on CBS. Every couple of years, I'll watch one CBS show. And right now, <laughs> it's Ghost, which is actually a remake of a UK show, which is also currently airing. Patrick Swayze in it? No, I'm kidding. What? Uh, I don't even know what Ghost is. So Ghost is essentially uh, Rose McIver from iZombie, which I don't think you ever watched. I did. Yeah. Blonde. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So she... She and her husband like inherit this hotel 
not hotel, sorry, this like old mansion, they decide to like move to upstate New York, I think, and turn it into a B&B. Uh, and then once they're, when they're remodeling, she falls down the stairs and like dies for like a second. And when she comes back, she can see all the ghosts in their house. Oh, like, I did hear about this. Yeah. I think I was like, oh, I should put that on my list. And then I forgot about it. And it's just really okay. funny. I, I know it's a remake. I know the UK one is apparently also really good. But like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm watching the US one because I like Rose MacGyver. So that's <laughs> where we were at. Uh, and it's really funny. And I really like it. And I it's just like a little thing that I like. I look forward to every week. Uh, and so, awesome. yeah. Yeah. So cool. definitely recommend I, I, it. And they're doing, a, they're doing like, I, I think following the UK model, they're doing a little uh, Christmas special next week. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We I don't do enough really... Christmas specials. I don't know why. It's a, I agree. It's a staple over there and I, I'm for it. But I thought it was really funny that I heard that someone a couple of years ago was like trying to catch up on like Denton Abbey and they didn't know about Christmas specials. So then they were <laughs> like, wait, how do we go? Because in the Christmas special is when like Mary and... Matthew yeah, finally get together. No, they get together. They get together. Yes. And yes. so they were like, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> uh -oh. like, well, let me introduce you to the British television. So yeah, those those are kind of like my big ones. So yes, all, all the great choices. Yeah. Yeah. I just started uh, season two Abbott Elementary, watch a couple episodes. Solid. It's, it's, it. it's solid. It's so good. Yeah. yeah so good. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You should watch it. I've been trying to get my mom to watch it for like a year. Maybe I'll just Oh my God. It. It's such mom Be watching. Because she's always like, you only recommend the present shows to me. And I'm like, will you only watch the depressing shows I told you to watch? Like <laughs> she watched Pashenko in like three days. Oh my God. That's like, a lot. Who, who has the emotional bandwidth? <laughs> to watch Pacheco. Like, I she watched it with my dad, and then, like, three days later, they're like, we're done. What do we watch next? And I'm like, you're done? <laughs> That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Oh, my God. So, anyway, that is it for me. Okay. Anything else? Nope, that's it. We should probably wish everyone a ha uh, happy holidays and, and happy new year, because this will probably come out <laughs> right around. <laughs> Yes, fingers crossed. Let's let's remember like, the timeline. Yeah, that's her like the time timeline. Yeah, I know. I've been trying not to say too many identifying details. Like I wanted to be like, did you know that Jin from BTS started his army thing today? And then I'm like, I don't want them to know when we record it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna turn around real fast this time. No, I won't. But we'll, uh, we'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll okay. have ambition. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, this was surprisingly a really interesting conversation. I think that we had. Yeah, and, and different really different. It. Different from us to do it episode by episode. I don't know that we'll do it again that way, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, this this season was conducive. It was short episodes, so. Okay, uh, and then, yeah, that's it from okay. us. Okay. So thank you so much Bye. for listening, and goodbye. Au revoir.